You're listening to Season 2 of NFT 365. Talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365. Powered by the ADHD coin, here's your host and digital futurist, Brian Fanzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT365. And my friends, the future is bright. I believe the future is full of exciting opportunities. I believe we are on this this beautiful journey to not only rediscover the future thanks to blockchain technology, and the idea that we are able to add a, a layer of decentralization to our future. But I, I firmly believe a lot of where our future is going is going to come down to this the basic principle, the harmony between technology and humanity. And you might be surprised for me start, starting the episode off that way when you read the, the title there that has to do with AI. Because I'm not sure you could be on the internet right now and not heard about ChatGBT or not heard about the Lenza app, which turns everybody into cartoon characters or their their favorite mythic journey, uh, you know, discoverer or turns people into muscles or whatever it may be, uh, bathing suits. You know, we've it's kind of flooded uh, social over the last uh, few days and. You know, for anyone that knows me, I've been talking about AI uh, on stages since 2014, uh, 2013. Uh, I had the luxury of working at a data center company that really went all in with the power of AI to automate and to really um, add some machine learning capabilities uh, to the data center, allowing us to, to really change how we used our, our people in the data center. It was actually a really neat thing that we were doing. Um, we also actually leveraged AR uh, with our Google glasses as well. So we were actually able to see the AI operate and how it actually would change valves and throttle power and cooling um, in the data center that I worked on. And and for me, for those that, you know, when we think about AI, AI has already been in our worlds on a regular basis. Um, one of the earliest places that many of us probably have interacted with AI or machine learning without even realizing it has actually been if you use Gmail, if you use Google Mail, Gmail, in your, if you've noticed the auto filtering, right, the filters that it does in the Gmail, if you go to gmail.com, it'll filter things to like social or promotional and it will auto filter things, um, you know, what type of email certain things are. Well, for those that aren't that aren't aware, that's actually been using AI since Google implemented that. And the difference between that and kind of your standard standard dynamic filters or your filtering is that it was it's been always learning, right? So the more that the more people that received a certain type of email and that we as humans labeled that email a certain way, that of course would then determine how the machine would then start to calc, you know, to categorize that. We've also seen AI in our on our phones and our mobile devices 
for a long time, it just hasn't been called AI. We call it, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to do it. Hey, Siri. I know for all of you that are listening to that and my phone and my speaker in the other room <laughs> that just activated that that if you what Siri has been doing, what Siri does is that it learns with us the more that we use it, right? The more commands that we give it. My daughters like to from the shower say, you know, they'll say, you know, they usually go through the um, the the uh, lineup. They'll go, hey, Siri, hey, Google, hey, Alexa. And they'll say, turn, uh, you know, turn on Spotify, uh, whatever the, the um, well, I can't remember what their, what's their name of the, they, Descendants. They say, turn on music from Descendants at Spotify. And look at now, right now, <laughs> my speaker's in the background talking to me and I apologize for all of your speakers going off. But the interesting part about this like AI component is that it's also it's also been able you know integrated into certain tools. Uh, many people might be uh, aware of Jasper um, AI uh, tool that many people in the copywriting marketing space have been using for a while. But one of the things with AI that has been um, that has been really interesting to wrap our heads around is that AI comes down to this idea of working with us, not replacing us. And most of you that listened to season one near the end, you got to hear and kind of come along with me as I found my artistic freedom. I actually started to discover my love for creating art that I never knew I had before. I considered myself artistically uh, (laughs) challenged um, in many ways. Um, And I've told a lot of those stories, but what I've learned with you know, that AI with using mid journey or stable, uh, diffusion or Dolly two, or a lot of the AI engines that are out there is that it is, it is a tool in my toolkit, much like a paintbrush is a tool for a painter or a camera is the tool for a photographer or the clay is the, is the, um, a tool for the sculptor. And the beauty of AI, in my personal opinion, is that it, it, it gets smarter as we as humans get smarter and it grows with us. Now, the hardest part with that, especially with um, interfaces, and, and I don't know if many people remember during the pandemic, but there were a couple um, AI chatbots that rolled out. Um, one of them, I believe, was with 1-800-Flowers um, and it was not very good because it did not understand some um, some nuances when people would would try to ask it to do things for a holiday. It would actually sometimes mistake the holiday, say the holiday doesn't exist. And so, with all AI, AI is a is a, it's constantly learning, right? And it's it all depends on the data set it's exposed to. And so, this chat uh, chat BT chat PT thing uh, that has been pretty much everywhere, right? Uh, and if you're not familiar with it, it's actually built on the Open AI. Um, platform, which uh, OpenAI uh, Open um, has been around for a long while. Elon Musk has been involved um, with that. But if you want to check this out, it's just chat.openai.com. Now, what chat uh, GPT is, is it's really just a really nice interface into an AI um, structure, an AI background that has been, go- but that has been here forever. The beauty of it is that you, it's actually a chat interface. Yes, a chat interface. So what I mean by that is you have a conversation with it. So what you ask it at first, it builds upon, right? So you can ask it things like, I would like to make a, um, you know, what is the best 
you know, Indian recipe that I can make tonight. And it will give you Indian recipes. But then you can say something like, the only things I have in my refrigerator are these things. Can you give me the best Indian recipe from based on these ingredients? And then you can say, well, thank you. I, that isn't what I want to eat tonight. What, what, what if I added these ingredients? What other recipes would I be able to, uh, to, be able to uh, make? And so the beauty of it is it actually has a, a, a conversation. Now, the art of conversation with technology like this, here's the trick. The people that have mastered it are those little humans that are going to go to bed in a couple weeks excited for a jolly man in a red suit to come down the chimney. The, the youngest generation in our lives right now, they think and chat with technology in ways that none of us do. I don't know about you, but I, when I'm going to, I wanted to go watch, you know, White Locus, uh, White Lotus um, on HBO Max the other night. I, I grab my Xfinity remote. I hit the menu button. I go down, 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 right, 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 and I hit HBO Max, and then HBO Max opens up, and I go down to new releases, and I hit select. I go over to White Lotus. I hit select. I look at the you know ep- episodes, and I hit select. That's how I, as a pager-wearing millennial, use my technology. My daughter, if my daughter, my 12-year-old, wanted to watch White Lo- Lotus, she would have grabbed the remote, hit the microphone button, and said, let me watch the most recent episode of White Lotus on HBO Max. And it immediately would have popped up. The funny thing about that is I, don't, I know the technology is there and I am a technology forward person, but I don't think and I often don't even have a conversation with my remote or with our smart speakers in ways that it's not about it's understanding our dialect. I mean, I talk fast. Everyone knows that, right? But it's, it's even more so it's the conversation narrative. So one of the tricks that I found with ChatGPT is that ChatGPT, I actually, if I talk out loud when I'm talking with the, the chat client, it actually works wonders for me. And I know it sounds funny and it probably looks even funnier, but I'm home alone. No one's here with me. So I will literally, I, I did one the, uh, yesterday and I, we can put a link to the blog post. I actually had, um, what I did was I outlined, uh, a, I created uh, two sentences of an intro And then I created an outline with six different things that I wanted to talk about in a blog post. And what I did was I said, can you please create a intro paragraph based on these two sentences for a blog post about buying an NFT every day for a year for a project that I launched on November 11th, 2021. And it simply, it waited, it took about eight seconds and it said, and it spilled out this entire first paragraph. And then I actually replied to it and I said, thank you. Can you make sure that this first paragraph is SEO optimized, which means it's search engine optimized? It said, no problem. We have changed these words and we have updated these phrases that are most commonly used with this search criteria for the type of blog post you asked us for. I said, I put in there and I, and I literally said, thank you. Can you please do the next section of the blog post with this as the goal of the next paragraph based on what I said above? And I hit enter. And I took that one sentence that I had and it built me out the next two paragraphs of the blog. And I did this so on and so on for the key pieces that I needed. A couple times I had to say, could you mention NFTs or could you you know, could you talk about the podcast more in that paragraph? And it would update the most recent paragraph. 
And at the end, I said, can you please um, end this blog post with a call to action that asks people to subscribe to my email newsletter and lets them know that I'm excited for them to come on the journey with me for the next 365 days. I hit enter and it literally spit out the outro paragraph of that blog post. That blog post was created simply like that in a matter of minutes using this chat GPT program. Now, the beauty of this is that it really made writing this blog post, it's an it's a easier read for all. So who benefits? First of all, I as the creator benefit because I am not the greatest writer. And if I was me writing all of those things out and sourcing it and make sure that I was mentioning the right things, it would have taken me probably a couple hours. Who else benefits? All of you, the listeners, because you don't want to read my broken English bad grammar version of run-on sentences that exist in my version of blog post writing. But you do want to read my, my thoughts. You do want to, you want to hear my, you know, what I have to say. And the beauty of this is it doesn't just, you know, I, I could have put in there, write me a blog post about NFTs. But that's, that's someone that's misusing the technology for what it's worth. What I say is, how can you do work with me with this technology? Now, the other part of this is actually the same with AI art. Now, I've, I've been onboarding a bunch of people into MidJourney. MidJourney uh, is the AI art tool that I uh, right now kind of, I would say, is my current favorite. But I, I do play with uh, many different ones. And I've onboarded a lot of people um, into this. And they're like, oh, my gosh. All I got to do is put in a bunch of sentences and it spits out the art that I want. And I'm like, technically, yes. But there's also this, this beauty about the, the prompts that you create, the way that you create the prompts, the, the, the structure, what words you use first, what, what are the certain words that create certain uh, flows. And anyone that has seen any of my AI art, I can almost guarantee that you can just look across the board and in every piece, it has a certain like fanzo quality to it, right? There's certain things that are, are what I consider my artistic style. And the beauty of that is I don't believe that AI is the one creating the, the art for me. I am creating the art, telling the story and, and really conveying the emotion with the AI as one of my tools, right? So the story and the emotion that I want to convey is actually in, in, in conjunction with this AI art. And I will tell you, sometimes it takes me upwards of 70, 80, over 100 different adjustments to prompts to get the art towards a direction that I want. And then sometimes I will take the art, I will export it, I'll take it to my iPad, I'll be able to manipulate it a little bit, um, change some things. Um, actually, in the first drop that I'm going to mention here, um, I actually had to edit the eye and some of the eyelashes uh, a little bit because I couldn't get this like reflection off of the eye. And there was also this eyelash that like, it actually, it was kind of like a human eyelash because it, it was like one eyelash going the wrong way, which, you know, <laughs> funny enough, the AI art made, it, made the, uh, the eyelashes rather uh, human like. But I say all of this because we, right now we are, we are, I mean, AI is going to be, I, I believe AI is going to be the theme of 2023. 2023 will be the year of AI. Now here's the truth of this. It'll also be the year where AI is used for evil and is used for bad and is used for people to manipulate people and do bad things. But I say this and I say this and I hope everyone, when someone talks about technology being used for evil. I want you to I want you to reply with this. I want you to take this into account every single time. No innovation 
since the beginning of man, the wheel, fire, electricity, the light bulb, no innovation since the beginning of time has prevented bad people from doing bad things with it. The thing that we have to focus on are what are the things that we need to train it to do? What, are, what is the culture and the parameters that we need to put in place? Now, one will argue that there are a lot of laws, copyright laws. There's a lot of legality that needs updating. But um, FYI, almost all of our legal system needs updated. I mean, most of the things that are come into digital copyright were, were implemented and put into law before Instagram was a company. Right. Like, think about that. Think about like some of the some of the Internet privacy components. Like, and I know this for a fact because I use it in one of my keynotes. Some of the Internet privacy components that are written into law were actually written into law during the dot com boom prior to social media ever being a thing. And yet we have not updated those, right? So like when, when people point out that like AI is this like, there, and there is a gray area, right? Because the, there, we, there's an, a component of what AI is using is it's sourcing the data and the things that it's provided. So in many ways, it's piecing together millions, you know, trillions of different data points to produce the output. And in some cases, that means it's taking little bits of things from little, different little you know, components, now, in the AI art space, there are ways that you can really, um, you know, create your prompts so that they're, they are leaning heavier on other people's work of art, right? So I could actually create an art piece that says, make this like Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Night piece, which my, is my personal favorite art piece in the world. And I can put that into a prompt and I can say, create this, you know, do these things, but make it very similar to Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Night, right? Now... One could argue, is that is that stealing from Vincent Van Gogh? Is it copying Vincent Van Gogh? Well, it's not saying make it a carbon copy, and it's not saying steal the exact you know footprint, but it is saying make it you know look like that or or have that feel. Now, I will tell you, with my AI art, the AI art that I've created, I don't use any other authors, and I don't even use any other uh, forms of art in my prompts. So I don't say like, hey, I want this to look like such and such, right? I might take inspiration from certain artists, but I, I use the, the more, I would say, um, not generic words, but the more umbrella setting words um, for a creating of my art, right? So I will say like, create it with cinematic lighting and I would like you to use neon colors and super powered glow. And I would like you to use a, you know, um, bright uh, highlighter colors, right? Which, and these are some of the prompts that are, I use in my art. But the, the beauty of all of this is I do believe it's going to move us to a place that is going to allow us to be do what we as humans do best, which is being humans. Now, in the short term, there, is, there are some jobs and there are some roles that are going to have to adjust. And actually, funny, of that, funny enough, one of them is going to be like attorneys, because why do we go to attorneys or lawyers in many cases, right? We're going to them for their expertise, knowledge on certain, certain legal things, right? That they know the law. Well, guess who else knows the law as the law is put in to something like AI? Now, the truth of this is, it's just like everything else. You have to do your own research. I don't believe you have to, you, you know, we can't, we can't expect 
it, it to give us exact legal advice or even exact medical advice because remember, it's only based on the data that it's being provided and that doesn't mean it's personalized for you, right? You go into a doctor for a personalized experience based on the symptoms that you have. And let's face it, how many people have gone to, um, what's the, you know, the med, you know, <laughs> have gone have typed in uh, medical on uh, in Google, right? We've all gone uh, and Googled certain symptoms and almost every time, like I have a heart condition, I'm probably dying. Um, I am, might have diabetes. I probably need to, you know, and like, you know, you know, we, we all know that, that that's what the output is. Right. But what we, what we do have to factor in to where AI is moving is that some of the more formulatic um, procedures, some of the things that are almost written in stone and like, Hey, if you need to file for a um, LLC, these are the steps that you do. Well, if it can give you those steps and you can say, make those steps happen, that's a pretty powerful thing. The other thing that we, one of the things that is going to replace is the need for being someone that is great at code. Because we've seen this already where I can code and, and build scripts for my YouTube videos like nothing else before. But guess what we do still need? We need people that think like coders. We need storytellers. We need people that are game designers, UI designers, UX designers to, to then be able to craft AI so that it's going to allow us to do things that we've never thought of before. I believe we are soon going to see, and as soon as next year, we are going to see short films that are going to be 100% created via AI. We are going to see digital short films created 100% via AI prompts. Now, if you think about it, how cool is that, that we will be able to, without needing a, a giant studio and a giant budget, create something that invokes emotion and tells a story? To me, that's what it's all about. Now, with, all say, with saying all of that, I'm, I'm so all in on AI, and the beauty of AI is, I, is that I want to take you on a journey with us, well, <laughs> for another 365 days. And before you get excited, no. There will not be a podcast every day for the next year. But yes, there will be something every day for the next year. We are recording this on 12-12-22. Now, on 12-12-21, I got to do something that I never really thought was going to be possible, and I don't think I even realized the gravity of it at the time, is that we launched our first NFTs with our podcast, with our Mint 365 collection. We launched our 22 Founders NFTs and our 365 Superfans NFTs back on 12-12-21. Well, today, as of 12-12-22, we are going to launch AI365. What I will be doing is every day for 365 days, I will be minting an AI art piece NFT onto the blockchain and putting it up for auction. That auction will, will, the, the auction will be found on Foundation, which is the uh, marketplace that we are using for this collection. It'll be posted and the auction will start once there is an initial bid. And so every day I'm going to post a different piece of art. And the beauty of this is I've already reached out to some creators for some collaborations. And one of them that you can look forward to that I got permission that I can put it out there that um, is kind of the, the first alpha is that I will be working with Sammy Ariaga and Sammy is going to create a music 
overlay for a piece of AI art that I create that we will mint into this collection. I've also reached out to some of my other favorite artists, some of my favorite storytellers, some of my favorite photographers, and in the hopes of collaborating with them and minting an NFT into this collection. So what you're going to be able to do is there will be one NFT every day that will go onto the blockchain. It'll be put into that collection and you'll be able to come on the journey and we're going to test out different things. We're going to put different things out there. And hopefully, you know, my goal is we'll also be able to really help, you know, demonstrate and share the different sides and different capabilities of AI art. I also hope to be able to highlight other AI artists um, on this journey as well. And so we are calling it AI365. You will see a, a link there in the, um, in the uh, notes of this episode. And then each day we will put a new one out. Um, I've been working uh, tirelessly, uh, and I say tirelessly, you know, well over, so we hit over 100, I hit over 150 hours of mid-journey uh, art creation, well over 7,000 upscaled images that I have been creating and learning and mastering uh, and working to master the art of AI creation. I am far from perfect, but I do feel like I have really created some of the greatest pieces of of work that I've ever created in my entire life. I am so proud and excited about many of these pieces. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I've been tweeting out a lot of them to tease out, to, to get feedback, um, to honestly get over a little bit of my imposter syndrome. Um, we've got a couple offers via DM where people are offering me thousands of dollars uh, for certain pieces of the art that um, they want to you know buy and, and own for themselves. And so we're going to have this AI 365 collection. Now, I will tell you, there will be a couple other collections that I will launch that will be AI art style collections um, that will have a different, um, you know, kind of different messages and meanings on them. One of them will be the shades of ADHD that you can look forward to coming in the near future. But the, the beauty of it is that just like last year, the one thing that you can guarantee is that for the next 365 days, you'll be able to check out a new piece of AI art and have the option to buy it if you so choose. Now, the beauty of Foundation, the platform that we're using, is that it, uh, it allows me to, um, to mint them for auction, but all you need is a, a MetaMask. You can buy them with Ethereum um, directly on Foundation. You don't have to transfer anything into other wallets. There's no you know, complexities there. Um, it does, you can only purchase them with crypto, um, but if anyone's having difficulties with that, you know, we, have, we have lots of uh, you know, past podcast episodes where I walk people through um, setting up their MetaMask, getting all that set up, but um, I hope that you are as excited as I am to come on this AI art journey um, with me. I'm super excited and shout out to Sammy Ariega for being the, the very first creator that said, uh, I said, I mean, I believe if I want to quote him from his text, holy shit, this is a genius idea. Hell yes, I'm in. Uh, and I'm excited as he was the first uh, musician that I had on the podcast. Also the first musician's NFT that I minted into our uh, Mint 365 collection uh, last year. So we're kind of pulling all of these things together. So with all of that being said, I, I think we need to just take an open-minded approach to where AI is going to be integrated into our lives. Let's not get overwhelmed. Let's not get over-dependent. Let's not get overly concerned and believe it's going to replace every one of our jobs and uh, the robots are going to take over the earth. But we do have to look at it and say, what can we use AI to do 
so that we can spend more time doing the things that we do best as humans, which is empathy, love, caring, kindness, creativity, storytelling, creating experiences, traveling. For me, if I can leverage AI to where it gives me more, day, more minutes, more hours back in my week so I can spend more time with my daughters, you're damn well sure I'll be leaning into using AI in as many ways as I can. Just to be also just to be transparent and clear, I have not endorsed or paid to promote any of these tools or to mention any of the tools. I don't have affiliate links for any of these tools. I, I'm doing so because I, I firmly believe in the capabilities of them. I also will make the promise that if there are tools that I prefer that I end up partnering with, that I will disclose any relationship that I have with any tool, with any software, with any product or service that I mention on this show. Um, I know that there are other shows and other people that have recently been exposed to being um, receiving kind of back backroom deals to promote or talk about certain things. Um, I will make this my, you know, uh, and you can hold me to this for as long as you need to, that if there is any exchange of value, any exchange of goods or services or financial exchange uh, between me and a tool or a, so a software or a solution, I will fully disclose that in, uh, in every way possible because I, I believe many of you will want to support those companies that are supporting me. And I believe in this, this you know, kind of world we have of, of transparency moving forward. So I hope you will come on this journey with me. Uh, we'll put the link to the foundation site there um, uh, in, the, in our show notes. Uh, I believe you can just create a foundation account for free, and then you could just click follow. And then you can follow that, um, that account, and then each day when we launch a new uh, collection, it'll show up right there in your foundation feed. We, of course, will be tweeting it out on our account, each new one uh, that is created. But um, I know many of you are shaking your head. You're like, what? I didn't think he was going to do another 365. And I wasn't. I didn't have the plan on it. Uh, I believe it was last Wednesday or last Thursday. I woke up in the middle of the night just excited about putting my AI art out to the world. And I, and I had that same feeling I had a little over a year ago. And I was like, how can we do this in a way that lets people come on the journey with us, lets people own certain pieces, but also allows people to not have to, you don't have to buy in. You can literally just hit follow and check out every piece that we create, each the naming and, and how we create them, how we do collaboration with some other artists. So hopefully you're as excited as I am. I am super excited to get the art out to the world. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube video, the art that is over my shoulder is actually piece number one. And it is the eye of kindness and it is the, uh, you know, the, the beauty of this is that for me, this is what, you know, kind of, it's the, it's the perfect first art piece because for me, it's the, you know, <laughs> it's something that represents a lot of the work that I like. And so the title of it is Eye of Kindness, Our Window to the Future. I hope you will join me on the future and this path towards AI. And as we continue here on season two of the podcast, we got some amazing episodes already in the hopper for you coming up just this week alone. You are going to love a lot of these episodes that we already have uh, coming for you. And I promise 
more conversations around AI. If you have questions or comments or thoughts, make sure you're following our social channels for the podcast. We are on all the social channels, NFT365 Podcasts. We are on Instagram, over there on Twitter. Um, make sure to reach out. Let us know your thoughts. Love to hear your take on the art. And I look forward to seeing who buys some of these uh, amazing pieces uh, that we are putting out to the world. So as always, my friends, until next time, or in this case, actually, until tomorrow, make it a great day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review, like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. Join our email list to keep up with all things NFT 365. We appreciate you spending a little of your time with us. And as always... 